Ever wondered how to make money and conflict work for you? Is that even a thing? Today you're listening to Sarah Squared, a conversation brought to you by conflict resolution expert Sarah Blake and finance expert Sarah Wells. They'll be sharing personal stories, real-life professional cases, and heaps of tips on how you can turn problems into opportunities. They do this with humour and more than likely a bottle of gin. So don't let the uncomfortable stop you from moving forward. Welcome to episode four of Sarah Squared, where we talk all things money and conflict and making it work for you. Today, we are having a conversation about when reality doesn't align. Sarah, that's like, you know, my fantasies for the day. And then I get to the end of the day and the to-do list has not been done. That's my everyday, right? I think it's everyone's everyday. So what does it mean when reality doesn't align? You've landed that perfect job. Uh, or that perfect contract and the pay is phenomenal and it's in an area that you're absolutely passionate about and the opportunities are huge and immense and then suddenly something doesn't feel right. And what do we do? We panic. Or do we ignore it? We ignore it. (laughs) Most definitely. It's like everything looks good on paper. We've We've negotiated brilliantly. Like we have literally got the job of our dreams or the partner of our dreams or the client of our dreams. Like we have taken all of our learnings and we have done so well. But then the dreaded day happens <laughs> when gagung, something is amiss. Yeah. And you know what? So often that happens because we love this world where we just imagine a perfect world, right? Well, it's Instagrammable. Like I people know. say, if it's not on Insta, it didn't happen. And I have to say, I'm probably the world's worst Insta <laughs> poster because I just find the whole thing so difficult and trying to make it look perfect. And I spend most of my days talking about life is imperfect. It, it is has so blemishes <laughs> and there are lumps and bumps and there is discomfort. Like, you know, even in coming and doing a podcast, it's like the podcast is not going to be perfect. It's not going to be totally scripted. Like we are literally two people here talking about our experience around money and conflict and how do we how do we navigate this in a way that will help other people. So what do we do then when things don't seem right? So often I see people ignoring them and they ignore them for a whole pile of legitimate reasons, right? Uh, it might be that maybe I'm misinterpreting this situation and this fantastic boss that I'd heard so many great things about Surely they're not just being disrespectful to me and cutting me out of deals. Maybe I'm just imagining this, right? And I think we also go like everyone's human. Am I being too sensitive? I definitely know as, you know, a female and I, and I you know me, I, I try and really navigate the, the gender issue with the greatest respect is that sometimes as being a woman, I can be accused of being sensitive. When I've gone home to talk to my significant other about something like such and such has done this or something just didn't seem to be right and my spidey senses start to go off, uh, the first question will be is, you know, are you being too sensitive? 
So we doubt ourselves. So we misinterpret or we doubt ourselves. Or perhaps we can just put up with it because it's only a little minor incursion. It might be you're working with a client and they just, they're not getting you the information that you keep requesting. Oh, they're busy. There's all these excuses. But I kind of say to people, these are all little signals that something isn't quite right. And it could be about the relationship or it could be about the deal itself. Like I spend my life talking to people about some of their most private and intimate moments. I'm not talking about the bedroom. I'm talking about the <laughs> finance room. And sometimes I'll find people will go quiet or they won't get me something. And what I have to look at around this is that this is an indicator for me. And it could be an indicator that the relationship is not going to be is going to work. Yep. Or it could be the indicator that they are ashamed of something and they're not able to have the conversation. And I, with my experience, need to respond to them and not to react because quite often people can go oh well they're not being honest what are they hiding or what are they lying about I try and look at it and go well you know what are they unable to tell me and that's why you're an expert at what you do but when for most other people when reality turns uh, ugly (laughs) or doesn't quite meet up with their expectations too often we see people ignore it and they don't listen to those little indicators and they kind of move on and pretend nothing's happening they want everyone to be happy or the project just to get delivered and things start unraveling because you know what you might be ignoring it but that doesn't mean they're not there So if we're looking at these things, like what are, if we could define maybe two or three warning signs, like someone's actions aren't matching their words? Big one. Absolutely a big one. When you start to see some discrepancy between the words they say and the actions they do, it's an indicator that there's a misalignment going on. Like They may not even be aware that that's the case, but it's clearly stirring something up in you. So it probably is an indicator for you that there's a um, something about a value there that might be interpreted differently from what is important to you. The other really big one I see is when people start trying to change the terms of the agreement. So your week one, week two, month one, month two, and all of a sudden the person is changing the terms of the agreement without any real information. They're sort of like, everything's fine. I just need to change this. I just need to change that. And because you're getting along so well, most people want to kind of go with it and say yes, rather than maybe having that moment to pause and have a conversation. Yeah, look, I can share a story from my own my own uh, working learning experiences. I think I had a um, collaboration going on with a partner, and um, I started to ask some questions. There was a little bit of um, confusion about the messages I was receiving from the client and this other provider. And instead of ignoring those points of confusion, I decided to ask some questions. And what happened when I asked those questions? It brought up a whole pile of reactions where the other person started to get really aggressive at me. And they started to insult me and make all these claims about me. And I'm like, well, hang on there. I'm just asking some questions. So often when there's a misalignment, people will react and silence questions. So if you're finding that you do have the courage to ask those questions, really that big red flag and Mm. one that we should really not be ignoring, avoiding, putting in a box and shoving on the shelf (laughs) is that um, reaction from someone else where they're either trying to make us wrong or trying to tell us that what we're asking isn't right. That's right. So when questions are being silenced or when you can no longer have a difficult or uncomfortable conversation, it's usually a pretty strong indicator that there's something 
something wrong going on here. So for those of us that, that, that tend to ignore or, you know, don't want to have that discomfort or aren't quite sure whether there really is a problem or not, why do we ignore these indicators that maybe sometimes result in, you know, a, a relationship ending or a terrible situation occurring or a crisis? I think we ignore them for a whole, again, pile of reasons because people are complex, right? And there's so many emotions involved. But we ignore them because we might feel unsafe. We might feel like it's not safe. And if we ask a silly question or we have this conversation, we might get put on the outside of the business or the um, team environment. We might avoid them because we don't know what's going to happen. We might ignore them because we don't have all the information and are feeling a little insecure. Maybe we don't have the right skills to be able to pro- approach this and what if it goes wrong what if it gets worse and I think that's a really big point that you just sort of um you know alluded to is around insecurity Mm. I still think in this day and age having a conversation and checking something out with someone you can get put in that insecure basket you don't have self-esteem you don't have self-confidence some of the people that I respect the most that probably have you know natural self-esteem oozing out of them they will constantly check things out with people and just make sure that they're on the right page that's right I find those people really don't get resentful or bitter. Yep. They tend to, you know, if they check in, test the temperature, figure it out. Because what we do know, or I certainly know, is if I ignore something, I'm not really ignoring it. I'm just kind of putting it aside, fertilizing it until I have an issue. And then that becomes the fuel for my blame. It's so true. When we ignore it, it doesn't go away. It just builds, right? Ignorance is not bliss. Never. (laughs) It might be bliss for about two seconds. Yeah. And until it is not bliss. And then suddenly it's a crisis. So that's where I come in because I often see these things that we ignore build up, build a big, big wall, and suddenly it starts cracking. And instead of being a little issue, it's become a big crisis. I think the other thing that, that people, we, we generally really struggle with in this day and age is failure. We don't like to fail. Like I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. She's about to do an exam and it's like, oh, the world is going to end if she fails. And I was talking to her and I'm like, well, what, what are your options? And then she goes, I really don't know. She hadn't thought that there was any other option other than to not fail, which becomes a win at all costs type discussion. Mm-hmm. And she was becoming obsessed with this exam. It was taking over her life, her work, her, her everything. And when she realised that maybe she could fail and it wasn't going to be end of the world, like it just totally took down her stress levels. So one of the things I've always liked to look at is this concept of fail hard and fail quick. I really love that. And I think that it's a recognition that we don't live in a perfect world. Life is messy. There are gritty moments. There are times of failure. There are times that we wish we could have playback and do it differently. Oh, most definitely. (laughs) Do-overs. I know, again and again. But I guess what we're saying here is when reality doesn't align with what you're experiencing, don't ignore it. Listen, listen to those signs, listen to those signals because they are there to tell you something, to teach you something and to provide an opportunity. And I think one of the the most important things that I'm experiencing getting older in life is really it is about my personal happiness and my safety and my satisfaction. Because if you ask enough people what their perspective on a situation is, and they're not even in the room, they will tell you based on their life. So they might talk about you being too sensitive. They might talk about, oh, well, definitely your boss is wrong. And sometimes there isn't 
really a problem. They can just be a perceived one. And having that conversation, you can find that your expectation of something was different to my expectation. We talk about it. It doesn't mean that the relationship is over. But what we have to be or what I have to be willing to do is I have to be willing to accept that maybe the relationship might fail by having that conversation. Because if I don't have it, I'm pretty much setting the relationship up to a point where I'm going to react to something that you do. And then I'm going to bring in the last 17, you know, indications of where you've done something wrong and have a big argument about it. It's going to explode. So what I really say to people when reality doesn't align is listen to those signals and then respond. Don't react. You have to do something with it. You have to put it into action, but you don't want to do it when you're overly emotional because you're stopped. You're not being critical anymore. You're not analyzing information and you're not listening. So listen to those signals and then respond in a really strategic way. What matters? What values? How do I value myself? How do I um, assess this relationship and whether it is right and right right now? And you can do that on both sides of the equation. Even if, even if you're the boss and you notice that one of your new hires is just not feeling comfortable, you can create that space for that conversation as well. It's about taking time. So I hope you guys have uh, learnt a little bit from this conversation about reality and when it doesn't align with those expectations, that it's okay. We want to tell you that it's okay and we want to help you find the way to be empowered through that difficult conversation. Stay tuned for our next chat next week. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Sarah Squared, where we hope you've discovered some useful tips on how to turn life's messy moments into opportunities for growth. If you'd like to support this podcast, please subscribe and share it with others. If you'd like to get in touch with either of the Sarahs, go to Instagram at Sarah Squared Podcast to stay up to date.